Join Pastor Joe Keller as he sits down with Brian and Nicole Roberts. They will discuss their marriage and what they've done to build up and strengthen their relationship for holiness and God's glory. I'm your host, Aaron Miller, pastor of equipping at Grace Baptist Church in Santa Clarita, California. Welcome to Magnify. I don't know if you can hear this or not, but we have the kids choir here right outside the Magnify studio. It's great hearing the kids and to be able to have them right outside. So if you hear some things, that's certainly what's happening. Life is very busy and full here on a Wednesday night here at Grace Baptist Church. And uh, what we get to do here is to be able to spend some time uh, with the Roberts, Brian and Nicole. I tell you what, it's so great to have you here on the Magnify podcast. Thank, Thank you, you for having, having us. us. Yeah. Yeah. I know, that sounded very professional, didn't it? It was like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Let's start off a little bit just with some basic stats. Like, we got to get the stats down. How long have you been married? How old were you when you met? Uh, do you have kids? How many kids do you have? And uh, how'd you get to Grace Baptist Church? And how long you've been here? And uh, yeah, I think that'll kind of set the framework here. Got it. We've been married for 28 years. Got it. Yep. And we got married when I was just 19 and Brian was 20. Mm. So we were pretty young. We got pregnant within the first year of marriage. So our daughter is 27 and married on her own. And then our son is 24. And he actually is LA City firefighter. So we're Mm. really proud of him. Mm. We've been coming to Grace for... 27 years, we were going to another church, and that church kind of took a weird turn. So we went through a little period of time just searching where Mm. we fit in best, and we actually joined Grace Baptist when they were on Placerita Canyon, and we connected pretty quickly. Uh, We joined what they called back then a Sunday school class. They call them ABFs now. Mm -hmm. But we connected, and they they were a little bit older than us, about the 10 to 15-year older range, but they took us right in. They loved us, and they made us feel connected. And that's really what the family is, what's kept us at Grace. And we just, we love it here. Mm -hmm. And yeah. That's that's complete. Yeah. <laughs> when we were looking for, had to look at a different church, that was hard because the church is your family. And so it was a little frustrating when that happened. And I think it was her dad that mentioned about Grace Baptist yeah. and big churches don't work well for me because even I had some bad experience in high school with big churches. And mm-hmm. when we go there, I'm like, oh, here we go. And then there was a pastor as we're coming up, he goes, oh, you guys need to go to Sunday school. And I'm thinking, yeah, we're, we're adults. We don't how do you do Sunday school? No, no, it's an adult Bible uh, fellowship. So then we go to this class and they they start talking about, yeah, we're going to do a water ski trip. Do you guys like to do any, uh, outside <laughs> activities? <laughs> oh, we're in. Awesome. And they just instantly right there, that, that large church feel went away when you get in these small groups and get mm, invested. Yeah. So we just, once we got invested and started uh, attending to the, uh, it was coupled in Christ at that point. Mm. And we still have friends uh, with couples uh, from there to this day. I want to hear this one more time. So you split your kneecap in half? I did. Yeah, I just tripped walking up to the front door and landed right on my knee, and it broke in half. Ah. So I had to have surgery Ah. to repair it, yeah. From what I understand is that you run a lot. Yes. Right? I mean, like marathons and trail running. Mm -hmm. And the way that you split your kneecap in half 
Yes, just right on the front porch. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> she just got completed 500 miles in a couple of months of yeah. running. <gasps> oh. And then, oh, I forgot something in the car. And then, back in and, but that was, but that was right up against the grease trip. Yes. Two weeks before. Yeah. Two so as soon as I heard that my knee was broken, I saw the x-ray. I just started crying because mm. I knew that I wasn't going to be able to go to Greece. So my heart was broken more than my knee, I think. Oh. Yeah. It was a rough, rough day for her. Yeah, it, it was, was hard. It was neat because she had such a rough day with losing all of the desire she ever has, and that's to run. That's her passion. She, mm. she lost the ability to do that. Mm. She loses the ability to go to Greece, which she enjoys doing and be able to, to serve and work alongside us. Yeah. Then we have to put our dog down that day. Wait, the, wait the, the same day? It was no, the day, the, after, the day my after the surgery. surgery. Oh, yeah. But I'd never seen her in such a low. So I just started texting everybody in our contacts, <laughs> pray for her, pray for her. People were reaching out and praying for her. It was neat to mm-hmm. see her lifted up because she goes, Oh, so and so just randomly texted me. It was so neat. I'm like, oh, that, that's a good thing. Let's let's run with that. <laughs> What's been of help to you to kind of process, you know, all of that? I think just being surrounded by the support that I had, not only from mm. Brian, which has been amazing, but then as soon as I found out I couldn't go to Greece, I called my parents and I just said, hey, would you come out? And they live in Tennessee. I said, Mm. would you come out and stay with me for the Mm. two weeks while Brian is gone? And Mm. they did. And that was a blessing. And then all of the friends in my life were so uh, such a blessing. They brought us meals for Mm. a few weeks. They came just to hang out with me, Mm. um, to spend time with me. People have been driving me around. I can't drive. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, my daily outings. <laughs> Today, I was able to go back to Women of Grace and be with the ladies at the Bible study. They were so sweet and gave me flowers and just welcomed me back with just open arms. And so I'm just surrounded by a lot of love and mm. just the love from the body of Christ. And it's been a blessing to see. And I know God has a purpose in all of this. It was hard to see at first. I, I still don't know exactly why, yeah. but... Um, I just rest in that, just knowing that he's in control, and it's Mm. out of my control. The rest of knowing and really embracing the reality of God's sovereignty Mm -hmm. does bring a level of peace. And to see that peace illustrated and experienced through people that love the Lord Jesus and believe those very same things— but are able to model that peace with you by sitting next to you, by yeah. bringing flowers, by making a good meal, by sending a text, just that the body of Christ really does be able to remind us and to model for us that, you know what? God can be trusted even in the midst of things that are really hard, right? That God is good yes. even in things that are not good. And I'm going to model that just by being there. Right. What a neat experience, though, through this is Nicole is, has a servant's heart. She mm. loves to serve. She loves to help people, but she doesn't receive it well. Mm. So through this process, <laughs> God is really allowing. I mean, it's neat watching yeah, her. Going, right? Hey, can I help you? Yeah, that would be great. Because normally she'd be, oh, no, 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 I got this. I'm, I'm right. Good. And now she has to uh, rely on that. And so it's kind of a, it's a neat thing to watch her grow through that. It mm. is humbling. 
but it's still a neat experience to see other people serve. And mm. I've been able to experience that. So talk to me a little bit about the two of you, right? That's what I enjoy about the Roberts, I have to admit, right? Full disclosure, the colors are fans, right? And we got the opportunity this year to be able to run the gauntlet with the Engage material in our marriage ministry. And for Heidi and I, it just was, I mean, every week we just loved being a part of your table. Uh, you're a part of a team that was leading uh, the group through our marriage ministry. And how would you describe the Roberts or somebody who's never been in your home? And then in particular, how you guys, how would you describe your marriage? We just, we, we get along well. We're very fortunate in the fact that uh, she's still my best friend. I mean, she rides dirt bikes. Most guys, will, they're going to go out on a dirt bike ride with their with their friends, and she's out there tearing it up on on the dirt bike. And the one that she rides, though, is she rides a very big bike okay. that most guys can't even ride, and but she nice. handles it. And so we get to have fun. We do we do a lot of things together. We have the same enjoyments. Mm-hmm. We're very unique in the sense that we get to both enjoy all the things together that we that we love doing. So we get to have fun with that. And that's, we both have the same passions too, which I think is neat. Mm. It's been very interesting in this stage of our life, especially with our kids being out of the house. You, This is that stage that most couples look at each other and go, I don't know who you are and, and, I, and I'm out. But we are fortunate enough that we look at each other and go, oh, this is a good thing. Now, hey, this is our time. This is where we get to date again. Yeah. This is where we get to enjoy life. And mm. so, yeah, we're having, we're having fun with it. Mm. And I think the one thing about us is that we are known as Brian and Nicole. We are usually together (laughs) in most of the things that we do. And it is fun, but it's also, for me, God has just blessed us with such an amazing relationship. We not only are best friends and that we have the same interests, and I thoroughly enjoy Brian, and I love watching how God is working through him and using him, and I think he sees the same in me. And Even with our kids, they have chosen to really not follow Christ as they've moved on in their adulthood, but yet they still see how we love each other, how we Mm -hmm. still are very bonded through Christ. And they know it's not on our own doing, and we we tell them that often, that it's only because we give the credit to Christ for the gift that we have in our marriage. And they want that. And so it's neat to see. Now, did you guys meet first and then you already (laughs) had this mutual love and respect for one another? Or was that that, that something that came naturally, like driving dirt bikes together? You're like, I mutually respect and love you. You know, you're my best friend too. Did that just kind of naturally happen? Or has that been something that you guys have learned over time? Well, so the dirt bike thing, that had to grow because there was for years. We're getting dirt bikes. She's like, nope. I was not on board with the dirt bike thing at first. (laughs) But but in terms of how you're describing, how you're describing your relationship, how has that developed over time? Was that something that came easy to you guys? Because some, right? I mean, no joke, right? Some people, it just happens, right? They look at each other, you know, at some, you know, soda stand and they share a milkshake and that's it. And then there are others where they kind of discover it over time and it's surprise. And then there are other ones that wrestle through it and construct and build and um, and make their way through it. How would you describe the process of how you guys have gotten to the spot where you are? Well, for me, I had been in a few really poor relationships through my teenage years, not mm. choosing decent men and for, for me. And I prayed to God that he would provide a man in my life. Mm. And 
honestly, I met Brian when I was 18 <laughs> through a blind date from his great-grandma. No joke. So, yeah, no joke. <laughs> so I met Brian through the phone first. We didn't even get to meet each other. I think we spoke for the first week on the phone. And then the day that I met him, I knew. I knew he was God's answer to my prayers, and mm. I connected immediately with him. He mm. was everything I had prayed for. He was— Ever since we, we first started, our first date was phenomenal, mm-hmm. and we just wanted nothing but to <laughs> stay together. And then about, I would say, a few weeks into it, I'm like, I don't want to say goodbye anymore. Mm. And so then we, a couple months into it, and mm. proposed to her, and she said yes, and here we are. Wow. Yeah, so I was only 18 when we were engaged and ni- just turned 19 when we got married. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> but we've been fortunate enough to where we really have enjoyed each other, and it hasn't, you know, usually how it fades away, Yeah, that, that excitement and that draw. Mm-hmm. There's been stages in our marriage that have been tough, you know, the different challenges, but we still, mm-hmm. by God's grace, can grow, continue to grow towards each other, not mm-hmm. away. But we were friends. I think we just really enjoyed doing things together. We enjoyed being together. We did have a lot of the same interests. Mm -hmm. So we connected really well. Now, when you talk about the challenges and Mm -hmm. not walking away, but leaning in towards one another, what are some of the principles or commitments that you've learned to be able to do that? Because like what you were mentioning, Brian, right? It's that sometimes that isn't always the case, that there are couples that when challenges come, that that moves them to their respective corners, right? But then we do have this hope and an ability to be able to move towards one another, especially those who are in Christ, like mm-hmm. like what you're talking about. Even the unbeliever can see that there's something that's at work there, but it gets applied individually. It's different for each couple what kind of moves that. So when there have been some challenges, what are some of the things that either you've learned afterwards that has given you the courage to continue to lean in when more tough times come? That gives you the ability to be on this side of it to say, yeah, the Lord used that to strengthen our marriage, not to draw us apart. I have to remember, she's always has my best interest in mind. She's never willingly out there trying to hurt me. I didn't, you know, you don't know that early on. So you go through these challenges and you want to, I want to blame her for my hurt. I want to blame her for my frustrations and my pain. But in reality, that's never the case. So there's just some, some circumstances she's going through also. So whatever situation we're going on in our marriage, that, we're, that was a tough time. We were both going through that tough time. We each had to go through it. It wasn't just me going through it where I'm going through my own hurt and almost wanting to put blame on her. Okay. But it's by, literally by God's grace that he opened us our eyes to help us to see. It's like, wait, she's hurting too. What does she experience? What she's going through? Mm-hmm. And to be able to see it through her eyes also. And then you just <laughs> praying to God that you get the wisdom to be able to do that and to be able to to see your wife's or your, your spouse's side of that and the hurts that they're going through so you can actually understand that she's not out for me. She's not after me. She's there hurting alongside me, mm. if that makes any sense. Well, what is it that helped you come to the realization of that? Because that is, when you're talking about some of those foundational tenons of a healthy marriage is that core principle saying, wait a minute, my spouse is actually ultimately for me, that I'm going to assume the best. What is it, Brian, that, that helped you to realize that? Education. When we, so you guys took a class. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, that's kind of what it was because, oh, yeah? so we did the high school ministry for, for a while. She mm. was dealing with the, the high school girls. I had the high school guys. We were doing the devotional times. And then when our kids got out of that, we both looked at each other like, yeah, this, I, I'm ready to move on. Well, we both had a passion for marriage. So then Grace Baptist had a uh, marriage ministry where Dan Broyles set up where you can do counseling mm-hmm. and, and learn how to, how to help other couples. And so 
going through this, like, oh, okay, this would be cool. Yeah, we have a marriage. Let's talk to other couples. But we had to learn who we were. We had to learn what our marriage looked right. like. We had to go and educate ourselves on what mm. marriage really looks like and how to biblically do it so that you can help answer questions to people like, why am I doing these struggles? So we were very fortunate to be able to be under that, to learn a lot through that. And then going through the uh, the re-engage, that's a huge thing, an eye-opener to, yeah. to help understand like, okay, these are real struggles that you're going to go through. These are the expectations that you should have. And these aren't, these are expectations you shouldn't have. And to be able to see it through your spouse's eye, because one of the things is the main things is, is learning who you are and focusing on your heart and trying to draw yourself to God and see what he wants you to do within yourself and let him do the work. And then all of a sudden what happens if I focus on me, he's going to help me to see a little bit better what she's struggling with instead of me trying to focus on somebody else's problems. Mm. I need to focus on my problems. So I would love to say that it was something that, oh yeah, we just grew, but we had to learn. There was, there was many years where we were making mistakes that didn't look like that. Mm. Hey everybody, I'm Christian Delgado, and we're excited to announce this year's high school and junior high summer camp June 12th through the 16th at the beautiful Heartland Summer Camp facilities. This year's theme is Behold. Students will learn to behold God's faithfulness and saving grace offered to sinners like the patriarch Jacob and why their lives are to be lived to the glory of God. Limited spots are available, so make sure to register soon on our website. You can find that link in the description of this episode. We can't wait to see your students there. have been some life experiences, Nicole, where it helped to illuminate and bring clarity to who you are, right? And then to go, wait a minute, the Brian's also a Christ follower <laughs> and to be able to move towards him and at the same time, having both of your hearts move towards Christ. Is there an example or a, or a situation that kind of comes to mind now? Yeah, I mean, that? I can just even go to the very first year of our marriage where we had a baby early on. We had our daughter. We really hadn't had really no confrontations or no disagreements before having her, okay. our daughter. And as soon as we had her, we had very different ideas on what discipline looked like and how to handle tough challenges and um, with having a baby because it changed our lives. But I think the one thing that I learned from Brian was that he is such a good communicator mm -hmm. and he is an amazing listener. And mm -hmm. I was not. I didn't know how to listen. I only knew how to spew what my emotions were and I didn't know how to stop and listen. And he was so good about just like putting his hand on my leg and just like stopping me. Mm -hmm. And he would just say, hear my heart. He continued to do that a number of different times with different challenges that we faced. And it honestly helped me to stop and to listen because I needed to hear what he was feeling in that moment and shut off what I was feeling for a moment just to listen and to really understand where he was coming from. And then he was always very good to try to listen about my heart and where I was at. Even though we might not even come to an agreement or a fix in that moment, at least we could understand where right. each other were coming from. 
And even at times when I would be so frustrated and I, he would ask me, are you mad at me or are you mad to me? <laughs> um, <laughs> which is funny because there is a difference. <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, yeah. that's, a re- that's a really helpful differentiator uh, to be able to go, okay, what category yes. are we in here? <laughs> how, are, how am I understanding where this is coming from, right? And to be able to put that in the right category. Yes. And if I was mad at him, sometimes I would need to take some time Mm. to really just be on my own for a period of time to decompress and not say things that I didn't mean and really pray about it and focus on like, okay, God, how can I approach this without hurting him? Because that wasn't my, I didn't want to hurt him. Even if I was frustrated or mad at him, I didn't want to hurt him. That's just honestly developed over years of time and lots of mistakes and lots of tears and lots of hurt. Mm. Um, But as we've grown in our marriage, those are like just sound principles that have helped us even even now just dealing with my knee and I mean with me having certain emotions and you know they've been strong emotions and he's been able to really sit down and listen to my heart and wanting to hear me wanting to understand and actually I just want Brian to listen to me now I feel like if you don't mind I'm going to stop by your house later I'm just gonna be like, All right, would you listen if you just I want you to hear my heart Brian I'm like good night I'm going to hang out more time with you I'll set up a coffee time for tomorrow <laughs> now when you guys talk about these principles right you're starting to reference really to hear and to understand your spouse not as a couple but it really as an individual first going listen i want to i want to know you what are some other biblical principles that as you have kind of begin to rely upon that maybe even now with i'll call it the knee split mm-hmm. right yeah <laughs> that that you're drawing from what are some of those principles that have really characterized your guys's marriage well the one thing we had when we were at our wedding, we had the unity candle. So we had these two candles, right? And we both light it and then we blow ours out just to represent the, the two becoming one. Mm-hmm. And that is such a critical thing to try to continue to focus on is that we're two individuals, but yet we have to be able to work together. We have to understand that, okay, we both bring a lot to the marriage, but we have to be able to make this marriage as one. So it's one entity before God. And it's like, how, how can we do this? Well, if I'm selfish then it's not going to work. So it's like so many times I have to pray, God, help me see through her eyes. Help me to see what what I'm, what I'm she's seeing because we're not in agreement on this. I'm not understanding. Mm-hmm. We're having this 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 line that's drawn that we, we can't come to to an understanding of it. But let me see through her eyes. And then, you know, when I can listen to her and hear her heart and she shares something, it's like, yeah, I didn't think of that. Mm-hmm. That was something that, that I needed to, to know. But but learning how to grow in, in that, that oneness, that unity, is it's a neat experience that's ongoing. It can't be something that you just start one time and just hope that it just continues on its own. You have to continue to pour into that marriage. You have to continue to to want to invest in each other and want to get to know them. There's so many times you, uh, a lot of the guys at work, they'll say, hey, you know, she's not the same woman I married. We've been married for 28 years and she's not the same woman I married because right. I married a teenager, a right. single teenager. Yeah. And then she became a mom. Then she became a mother of two. And then yeah. she's working and yeah. she's, you know, there's so many different changes that she's gone through. And it's neat to be able to learn her heart through these different challenges. And so you always got to invest. You always have to look at, you always have to learn that individual, but hopefully try to have fun doing it. And I hope that our listeners are being able to hear the journey of finding a holy curiosity in your spouse. Meaning that there's a curiosity of how is 
the work of God that is entrusted and has been uh, moved into your heart according to his word, how is that being reflected and developing in this particular situation and in this particular season, knowing that the way in which that you grow and apply are going to be different from 20 years ago and different 20 years from now. And to allow for your spouse to one, to be able to change, right? To be able to love the spouse who you have, not the spouse who you married and not the spouse who you hoped they will be, but actually the spouse that they are today. And to be able to take an interest in that, not to go, okay, I'm going to try and figure out what the problem is so that I can fix you so that in fixing you, it makes me and my life better, but rather to take a framework. And this is what I'm hearing you say, Brian. It's like, take a framework and go, wait a minute. In the end, that my interest and curiosity in you is not to figure out how my life can be better, but my curiosity and my pursuit of you is actually to see how your loving obedience to the Lord can grow and develop where it's being challenged, where it can flourish. Because in the end, that my flourishing is celebrated in the flourishing of my spouse. What is it, Nicole, that draws your heart to find that kind of interest in Brian? You know, Brian has taken the biblical principle of loving me as Christ has loved the church very seriously. I know that he he tries his hardest to to follow that. And because he does that, that just draws me to him and mm. he loves me so well. Mm. And he continues to want to know me, to want to learn me, to be there through the changes of our life. So I, I so appreciate that of him. And it just draws me closer to him. And it just gives me a greater appreciation to the the heart that God has given me for him. And I think the one thing that I'm learning also through all of this is that first, my identity has to be in Christ. Yeah. And then and then it's my identity as Brian's wife. And I don't want to get that flip-flopped. <laughs> I don't want my identity first to be in Brian and then in Christ, because I know Brian will still, you know, let me down. And there's he's human, but Christ is perfect, and mm. he loves me, and he has provided Brian in my life. And Brian is a true gift to me, mm. and I, I couldn't even ask for anyone <laughs> better suited for me. Even when we were dating, we were very set to like have Christ at the center of our relationship. I think we wanted to set that off straight. And I think because we understood God's created order of like having him first and then allowing Brian to be the man of the house and allowing me to be submissive to Brian, Brian made it and still makes it easy for me to be submissive to him because mm. he loves me so well and because he is following under the order of Christ. And it just honestly makes a marriage work so beautifully. And I just see Christ at work in our, our lives daily, even through the challenges, even just recently mm. that we've been facing. So I think that's the one that I, I cling to the most is just knowing that there there's order. And it's so important because when that order gets shuffled around, it's you just see so many broken people. Yeah, yeah, mm, for sure. What would you say is some of the, I don't know, some of the benefits, the blessing of being a part of the marriage ministry here at Grace Baptist? Oh, man, there's 
The marriage ministry, there's so much fun. There's so much excitement. I love seeing marriages get turned around. I love watching God work in people's heart when they sit there and can realize the gift that we have in marriage and what we get to enjoy as a couple in this world that's so crazy and chaotic. That's a gift that we get from God. And I just want so much for people to invest in that and to see that and to dive into it and really get the, the pleasure and the enjoyment in that. That's what's so neat to see, to watch couples that are struggling and they're sitting opposite sides of the couch and you just have these conversations with them and just you're, you're helping them understand who they are and you're allowing God to do the work in their heart. And then to watch God do this rebirth of a marriage is the most phenomenal thing to watch. I love watching people invest in their marriage because there's guys at work that always say, well, you know, you know, they're getting kids and it's like, well, if you want to, if you want to do right with your kids, love your spouse. Right. And the best way you can do, the best thing you can do for your kids is to love your spouse. Mm. And the one thing I was thinking when she was even sharing earlier about every time I sit there and we go, we go like to go hiking. We like to see God's creation. You go to Yosemite and see this amazing creation. And we know that God's fingerprint is on that. It is so unique and so special. And this is the God that we serve. He creates everything. It's phenomenal. It's beautiful. And to think that that God, as I'm this minuscule person that, that how does he even see me? How does he even know me? He knows me so specific that he personally made a gift for me and he gave me that gift, and that's Nicole. Mm. And that's my own personal gift from my creator saying, this is my gift to you. Mm. Cherish, love her, treat her right. Mm. And when you get and you, and you see it like that, it's an amazing thing to sit there and grasp because then it gives you a whole different perspective. Mm. Yeah, we're both broken. We both have our issues, but that's a specific thing that God has, has given me personally. This, her is my gift in a marriage and to be able to run with it and love it and to share that with others is to be able, it's neat to watch them light up mm. and to be excited about marriage because mm. marriage is exciting. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, a lot of guys like, oh God, I'm getting married. I'm like, oh, I'm married. I, this is the greatest thing ever. I mean, <laughs> you got to have fun in it. You got to enjoy what it is. You you have a gift, take, you know, and, and enjoy that gift. Oh, praise the Lord. Now, do you, as you uh, as you guys have have been a part of the marriage ministry for a couple of years now, what what have been some topics or conversations that you've seen that's been most helpful to marriages? Have there been a couple of trends where you're like, oh, these these ones have when we get around the table and talk, these ones always end up being ones that that have been most effective or uh, you've seen that? So there's been conversations we've had with a few different couples and it's like, oh, she's the problem, she's the problem, she's the problem. And, or she'll say, he's the problem, he's the problem. And you right. and you listen to this conversation, there's so much anger and frustrations. And then you go through, say, the, the re-engage and about the third, fourth chapter, we're talking about forgiveness and grace. And then all of a sudden you see that same person that kept saying, she's the problem, she's the problem. Hey, I'm the problem. Mm. Hey, I, I apply these problems like, God's working in your heart to see that his gospel is going to do the work in your heart. And then through that, your marriage is going to get benefit from it. I can't fix my marriage. Mm. I, I can fix and I can work on me. Mm. But when I work on me, God's going to bless me because the whole end of it, I mean, the one thing they say a lot is that marriage isn't so that we get happiness, it's so that God gets holiness. But through God being holy in this thing, we're going to experience the happiness. So mm. when you try to look at it that that thing and, and watching the people react and respond when they see the biblical principles being acted out in them, that it's like, no, dude, you have a problem in your marriage. And guess what? You're part of that problem. When mm. you see it like that, then it helps us to understand more clearly, like, hey, I got to look at it through my eyes, right? Um, Not try to take the speck out, but look at the log out. I mean, mm -hmm. there's so much clarity that when you see the gospel principles being played out and people actually grasp it and do it, when they really want to invest in the marriage, 
one of the things that, that we always say is like, if you're going to come, don't come and just do like, say the homework, like, oh, check the box. I did the homework. Want to do it and really invest in it and watch what happens. And it's so neat to see that in couples uh, across the table. Certainly realizing the beauty of the gospel in practical ways, forgiveness, God's grace, right? And to be able to recognize, wait a minute, that the gospel that is transforming my heart has the ability to express itself in the context of our marriages. And to be able to to see that worked itself out, that's a really fantastic theme to reframe how you think about those conversations. Nicole, as you've as you've listened in, what are some themes that you've seen? Seen a few of the marriages that we've walked alongside just l- literally almost dead and yet because of the recognition of the own sin in their heart and just realizing in that moment that they are part of that problem and Mm. really having a heart to want to work on their own heart and then Mm. seeing the spouse come alongside them to help them and to support each other through that healing process. I think a few of the times that we've really seen marriages that were hurting that bad, that's where we got to see just God at work in, in their own individual hearts. And then all of a sudden that gap on the on the couch got closer yeah. and it took time. It, it honestly mm. takes a lot of time. And I think that mm. that's the thing that we would have some meetings where we'd be like, we we don't see any hope. But I mean, of course, it's not our doing. It's, right. you know, but it was neat watching how God used that over time and their desire to really want to heal. And I think that was another thing. They really wanted to to have to heal and to be better. You know, if they didn't want that, then it wasn't going to mm-hmm. happen. But if they were willing to put in the work to trust the process of it and to be patient because it does take time, mm-hmm. I think another important thing is to pray together. I think we so often forget that. I think that we're good about praying individually or sometimes maybe not, but praying together is so huge. That really helped Brian and I to connect on such a deeper level when we started praying together and praying for each other individually too. Mm-hmm. I hope that the listener is going, man, I want to, I'd love to be a part of that conversation. <laughs> like, that sounds, Maybe describe a little bit about what it feels like to have uh, an evening at the marriage ministry, how the, how it kind of works itself out. So if somebody say, man, I really would love to be a part of that. But what is it, what does it feel like to, to be there? What's, what are some of the goals? How can somebody get a sense of what that feels like? So the way the program works is you're going to each get an individual book, say mm-hmm. the re-engage program. You get an individual book. You're going to go through it's a couple pages of, of reading, and there's usually around six questions. Mm-hmm. So you go off on your own, and you read the book, and you answer the six questions. Then the two of you pick a time, 45 minutes or so, sit down on the couch, get a cup of coffee, whatever, and then have a conversation. And you ask each other the same, how did you answer this question? Mm-hmm. And you learn to sit there and listen, because some of these questions are tough. They are yeah. direct questions, yeah. but you're now hearing your spouse house's heart because mm. this is these are their their answers mm. you might not like it but the reason why they're answering that is because that's their experience mm. and then you take that and those conversations sometimes go smooth sometimes not but they happen and then you come together in a group and there's usually gonna be about a group of maybe five to six couples and you sit at a table and you kind of openly discuss these answers these questions mm. and it was there was a one time in particular it was neat watching this couple they never spoke it was very quiet 
And then one of the questions, it was pretty tough questions, and a, a couple was sharing across the table, and they were very direct. They didn't mind having everybody hear about the concerns that they're, mm-hmm. the challenges that they have. And I watched the, the, the other gentleman look at his wife, like they had that look like, hey, wait a minute, we're not alone. They're, they have the same experience. Right. And then all of a sudden, yep. now they're pouring in, they're like, oh, wait a minute. This isn't a solo thing that we're going yeah. through. They're willing to share this. Mm-hmm. Conversations start going. And then all of a sudden now everybody starts having even more and more conversations. And the, and the share the things that people share, because they'll get these, these intimate moments where you're a group that's together for 16 weeks. And after about four or five weeks, you feel more comfortable. You start sharing and you get these this bond that's so amazing to mm-hmm. watch happen mm-hmm. because God's going to do his work through his people. Mm-hmm. And so he allows each couple to go through these challenges and you feel like you're on your own, then all of a sudden, God's gotten you through that challenge. You're sitting in front of a group of people and they say, how do you do this? Hey, you know, we had that situation. This is how we handled it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden these people look and go, oh, wait, we have hope. We can get through this. We can do this. Mm-hmm. Nothing that anybody has done on their own individually. It's God working through his people and allowing mm-hmm. people to share in that fellowship. Yeah. It's, it's, it's exciting. It's neat. It's uh, amazing how it happens. Sometimes there's tears. Sometimes there's a lot of laughter. But either way, people are growing stronger within themselves. Mm. The ability to have longevity in that, the ability to maybe even move through some of those dynamics that are, that are difficult or to be able to celebrate is to know that in the end that our marriages are not in isolation, but that we're a part of a larger family with marriages on the full, uh, the full spectrum of experiences, of ages, but yet all unified in our common unity in Christ and our commitment to the word, that there is something about, right? Saying, man, I'm not crazy. I'm, that's, that's, wait a second. As we're thinking through these things that there are other uh, brothers and sisters and married couples that are able to say, hey, not only, not only do we uh, identify and recognize that, but hey, here's some ways for us that we were able to journey through that, and if that would be of encouragement to you. Because sometimes just knowing <laughs> that there is hope and that there are folks that can both see and have been on the other side of it is, is certainly an encouragement, even if uh, our life circumstances might be different, but that common hope of going, wait a second, that together, um, that as we put our trust uh, in the Lord, that we're able to walk through those journeys that's the part that really does stand out that the marriage ministry in particular is a, a blessed fellowship mm-hmm. of learning and living obviously as couples, but doing that in the context of the greater grace family. And certainly for Heidi and I, that's just, uh, that's just been such a, a sweet, a sweet expression of what the Lord's done. And it has encouraged our own hearts uh, being a part of, you know, uh, your guys's, a table and being <laughs> being recipients <laughs> of that, which is such a blessing. Let me ask you this: I um, let's say you had a whole day together. What's something that you just go, man? This this is fantastic for us. We this is a place of renewal and flourishing and enjoyment and fun. What does that look like for you guys? Honestly, we are adventurous, so we would love to do like a morning hike. And then take our motorcycles out and, and do a good ride. We did this kind of like triathlon day, we called it. So we were at Mount Lassen State Park, and we did this beautiful hike where we were overlooking the mountains. It was pretty strenuous. I never pick anything too easy. <laughs> but then we did like a 40-mile 
bike ride, motorcycle ride through the the park. And then we had paddle boards and we took our paddle boards on the lake that was there and we went around and we just enjoyed every aspect of that. And I know that we won't probably be able to replicate that again, but just something outdoors. We just thoroughly being, we love being outdoors. We love the experience backpacking, um, even bungee jumping, (laughs) kind of on the crazier side while we're still young enough. And we love just seeing God's creation. I think that's what it is, just seeing the beauty around us and just being able to really thoroughly soak in what God's created and we're we're able to experience together the gift that he's given us to be able to share that together. I've never felt more lazy <laughs> in my whole entire life. <laughs> I'm like I, I'm just I'm listening to you and I'm and I'm going I just want to have nachos and fall asleep. <laughs> And maybe watch a documentary. And I'm like, we're paddleboarding now? Where's the sunblock? I need some help. Like, oh my goodness gracious. Well, I tell you what, the energy and the joy that you uh, delight in God's beauty is certainly evident in the way in which that you delight and you actively pursue the gift of marriage that you have for each other. And I tell you what, it's just been an Mm -hmm. absolute joy. To, Thank you. Just to listen in and to to chat a little bit about what life is for the Roberts and uh, and also too just what what inspires all of our hearts is that together uh, we can uh, we can enjoy the gift of our spouses and to do that in a place like Grace Baptist Church uh, that encourages us to do that and also gives us a contest to learn and to strive even more into whatever the mm. Lord has for the next 20 years, uh, whether or not we have both of our kneecaps or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> hey, uh, you guys are deeply loved here at Grace Baptist Church. And I'm so grateful to be able to spend some time with you. Thanks for being on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for joining us today. Make sure to subscribe to Magnify Podcast so you never miss an episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. We would love to hear from you. So if you have any questions you'd like to ask in our mailbag, you can email them to magnify at gracebaptist.org and we will answer them on the show. Thank you so much for streaming.